So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance Okay. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 6, Episode 10 of Before the 90 Days. In this episode, Amanda meets Rosamund's friend, Tyree goes to meet the real Carmella, Gino and Jasmine try out some light bondage, Statler meets Dempsey's dad, Cleo thinks Christian is lying, and Nicola promises to be on better behavior. As always, we'll end with our Students of the Week, Class Dunces, and Life Lessons. If you're also watching the current season of Love During Lockup, we'll be covering that on our other podcast, Love After Lockup, UK. Alright, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy. Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? I'm not doing too bad. I'm getting, I don't know, my last, trying to get my last bit of summer stuff going on because, I mean, it's not that much longer before summer uh, is Don't over. even remind me. I start work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's, you know, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with these people. Let's start with the person that I still can't believe is actually here still i can't either and i am so confused by the route of which he is trying to find closure yeah it, it's very it confusing makes to me too. little sense to me but go ahead yeah I'm, that's tyree we're talking about tyree yeah. so unfortunately he's still here and we hear that it's been about a month since he met with a pri- pri- private investigator and he's still very embarrassed about what happened understandably so he tells us he's never stopped messaging carmella slash christian um but they are not messaging back. It's really confusing, actually, to to read this because I'm like, which Carmela is he talking about? Like, is he talking right. about the Christian that isn't Carmela or the one whose name is really Carmela? It's whole thing. Yeah. So he tells us that his, you know, even if even if the person he was talking to wasn't real, his feelings for them were. So he needs he wants to confront this Christian person to give himself closure. So he said it one way he way he went about doing that was to message the real Carmela, i.e. the escort cam girl whatever that um had you know he that the pictures were being used from so maybe she's in on it and she can get him in touch with christian so that makes no sense that's why i'm confused no so um she actually did get back to him though she uh is all was like wow that's crazy and like i guess he wore her down enough that he is now going to go to denver instead of barbados because that's where carmela lives and this in this case i mean like the real carmela so he doesn't know what to expect, but there's not there's not really very much evidence that she knows anything about what happened. No. Um, so his mom's talking to him and is still not a fan of this wild goose chase that he's going on. And the whole thing just seems super sketchy to her. But at least he's not going alone. He's taking his sisters, Lashanti and Sharp Preya, and uh, they all walk into the plane. He tells us he's a little bit worried that he's going to redirect the love he had for fake Carmela into the real Carmela. But, you know, that's just a risk he has to take. Oh, gosh. So next we see him. He's in the hotel room preparing to meet the real Carmela, but he's not sure he's going to even have the nerve to do it. We've seen that a lot of times. He chickens out of doing almost everything. Um, <laughs> so he's excited to see the person that's in the image of who he thought he was in love with in his head, even though he really doesn't expect anything from her but to pity him is what it sounds like. <laughs> so earlier in the day, he went with his sisters to get something to show his gratitude. And that was awkward because he was like, what about jewelry? And they're like, no. What What are you trying to know? Like, so they <laughs> ended up setting on a candle um, because the jewelry and the clothes were pretty creepy. So the sisters come in to his hotel room and ask him how he's feeling and also seeming to subtly check in to make sure that he's going to be safe. They're like, 
who picked where you're going. Like, <laughs> make sure your location is turned on um, because they're worried about some sort of double catfish. Like he's getting catfished yet again situation. So soon he's off to the Uber and before long he's in this bar. And then we ha- he tells the bartender that hopefully he's meeting someone there. And then we have a really long sequence of like cut to the door, cut to his face, cut to the door, cut to the glass, cut to his God. face, cut to the door. Like there's a lot of cutting to the door. And of course, as soon as the door starts to open and we don't see who's on the other side, that's when the episode ends. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you said it like he can't like of all the foolish things he thought. Like him thinking that the person whose fake pictures Christian was using knows Christian. That's at the top of a list of dumb out there ideas, no. right? Like, honestly, this is what I really think is happening. And he's just like too, I don't know, embarrassed to admit it. He just wants to meet the real Carmela. Yeah. You know, he is physically attracted to this Carmela. He in his mind is like, well... You know, maybe I didn't, this isn't the person I was talking to, but I could still, like, get with this, right? And so that's why I feel like he's trying to butter her up with presents, right? Mm -hmm. Like, jewelry, because he's, like, almost in his mind, like, this is my girlfriend. It's like, no, she does not know of your existence. She has never talked to you before. And so, like, in his mind, he's just like, okay, uh, I'm going to, like... you know talk to her and then we'll have a relationship even though we've never talked before and it's just like oh my gosh if you're really trying to do this under the premise of closure like this makes no damn sense this is not the person you were talking to this person has no connection to the christian that you've been talking to how is this person gonna help you get closure she's not it makes no damn sense and it's just the the idea that like you know what you're saying because I believe you're right. I believe he's in he is in love and he knows he's going to see the person that he thought he was in love with. Like physically, yeah. she's going to look the same and look like the real person. She wants to he wants to see the real person from those pictures. Yes, right. And I do think that somewhere in his head, it's like, and maybe we'll hit it off, and right. then it'll be all great. Like, and then we can just actually have the relationship with this person. I I do think you're right that he's mostly covering it up, but the cover story just makes no sense at all. Like, no, it doesn't. If this person was in cahoots, if this Christian was using this hot girl's pictures to, to, to you know, catfish him, they wouldn't be pictures that you could trace back to her, right? They would, right. Be, they would be like pictures that he took with the hot girl and sent him to Tyree, not pictures that the hot girl had up on her cam girl site. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is if you really were truly trying to get to the bottom of who was behind the messages, wouldn't you go after your Christian lead instead of the picture lead? Like, this makes no sense. Like, why he doesn't just go to Barbados and try to find the real Christian? Well, I mean, what's he going to do in Barbados? Just be like, do you know Christian? Do you know Christian? Christian catfished me. Do you know? He does nothing in Barbados. No, but At least he really a- needs, yeah, he needs a private investigator to investigate further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that's better than this, but I also feel like there's an element of, okay, Who's the easiest to access here? Are we going to be able to find Christian or Carmela? Oh, we found Carmela. She's in Denver. She's willing to film. Okay, perfect for production. Let's throw the sisters in the mix as well. Right. Yeah, uh, for sure. We can afford all of them just to keep them on the show. It's it's just ridiculous at this point. Yeah, it it, it really is just silly. Like, I don't even... I, I 
I hope she doesn't I, – I kind of hope she just flakes on him again and doesn't show up. But I feel like we're going to see it again and it's going to be – she is going to show up. She's just going to be like, yeah, that's crazy, man. No, nope, I don't know anything about that, dude. Okay, good luck. End of story. Why don't right? you uh, <laughs> start following me on my cam girl site? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pass it to all your friends for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. All so right. Let's, let's move along and talk about the other couple that wasn't in it for very much just one scene. And that's Misha and Nicola. So things are not going so great with Misha and Nicola because not just – and not just because she can't find any coffee. She like comes downstairs and is like, there's no coffee in this pot. There's no coffee in this pot. But she ends <laughs> up seeming like she gets a Dixie cup full of espresso. So that's something. So she's concerned that after last night, it seems like Nicola doesn't really care about her feelings at all. She wants to be hopeful, but she doesn't really see many signs that this relationship is salvageable. And she just needed to get out of that room for a while. So as she sits outside, Nicola comes out to check on her since, you know, she never came back after getting coffee. So he asks if she's sad and she's like, "Mm, sad isn't the right word. It's just a lot. And I'm not sure what to do. So he doesn't get it because he's just like, all right, okay, well, whatever you want to do, I can do it. It's fine. I'll do it. Just whatever. I'll be fine. So she knows it doesn't really work like that. So she kind of is like, do you even know what the problem is here that you're agreeing to fix (laughs) right here? So he says, yeah, sure. You don't like the way I behave. So I should behave differently and work on the relationship. And she's like, okay. Specifics. (laughs) In an interview, she tells us that some of the, he says that he thinks that some of the issues they're having are cultural and some of them are him. For it, on the part for him, he says he's shy, but in the culture, it's just like we don't do as much PDA as she wants. So she tells him that she's glad he's here, you know, coming outside to try to fix things. But the issues now are because it, you know, that she's having is he never seems to listen to her to her or care how she feels about anything, and wonder like she and she's wondering here why why that seemed to exist when they were apart on the computer talking online. But now that they're together, that seems to be disappearing. So she very much emphasizes that it was like, if we didn't have that, if I didn't get that from you for many years over the computer, I'd be out of here. Like if it was just yeah. going based on where we're doing right now, I'd be gone. So he asks for forgiveness and says that she needs to be more gentle and sweet with her. Then she says how much how much he loves her and to his credit does follow up with a long list of things that he actually <laughs> likes about her, loves about her. Um, so Misha appreciates the tenderness and has nice things to say, but makes it clear that it the person that he's been acting like since she's been here is not the person she came for. So, you know, bring that internet person back. So <laughs> he says he really wants to be that person and also cares about what she's feeling. So Misha doesn't solve says it doesn't solve all her problems, but at least it turns things into the right direction and gives her hope again. Um uh, so do you think he actually knows what he should do different or is he just no. in the like puppy dog? I'll be better. I'll be better. I'll just be good. I'll be good. I'll be good. Don't worry about it. I'll be good. Yeah. I mean, even when she was like, do you know why I'm upset? Do you like what are it's like he didn't give any specifics. Right. He's just like my behavior needs my behavior. to change. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. But how? What specifically needs to change? You don't need to be an entirely different person because mm-hmm. obviously there are things there that – you know, she was attracted to, but mm-hmm. certainly there are things you could work on, but you need to identify what those things are, you know? So I feel like this is all just lip service. Like yeah. he's just trying to smooth things over so they can move on for the moment until there's the next argument. But I think she makes a very good point. I don't think he hears her 
Right. No. I don't think he's really been listening to what. And that's why he can't pinpoint a specific thing that he can work on. He's yeah. like, I don't know. You're just mad at me generally. So my behavior needs to change. Right. And I definitely think it was. And he did at least listen to her enough this time that she, right. she says, like, I don't think you're li- you hear me. I don't think you care about my feelings. He does at least peer back. I will. I do care about your feelings. Yeah. But I definitely I, I, I get the impression that he talked to his buddy Wasim or something off camera. Mm-hmm. And he just got the like happy wife, happy life. Just tell her she's right and move on. Like, go ahead. Like, just do that. And that seems to be the play that he's doing. Yes, you're right, honey. I should have changed. I should do better. I need to change. I get it. I love you so much. Okay, moving on. And you're right. No specifics at all. Just like, uh huh. You're right. Yes. Yeah. This, this seems like such a mismatched couple. You know, culturally, just like um, maintenance, I guess. Like, she seems way more high maintenance. He's like super opposite that way. Uh, He just, I don't know. It's the way he's talked to her. I definitely get like misogynist kind of undertones there. Mm -hmm, For sure. Um, So I just, I don't think that this is a very good match. I think the only thing that is holding these two together is their religious beliefs. And I don't know how far that can really take you other than the guilt of, you know, if you got married, like not being able to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd be, that way you would just be stuck together. Like no matter yeah. how unhappy you both were. I don't. Right. But part of it is I don't know. She's pretty clear about what she wants from a partner from a relationship. Yes. Like I, I have a very good picture and a very good idea of what she wants from a partner, what mm-hmm. she wants from a relationship and why she wants a partner and why she wants a relationship. Right. I don't understand where he's coming from. Like I don't understand what he thinks this is going to look like, what he wants to get out of it, what he wants to put into it. I just get the idea of it's like, yeah, maybe it's just his religious belief. It is correct that a man should be married. Like and right. this is a person that will marry me. So what else yeah. am I supposed to do? Like – I mean, to me, it is a huge red flag that this person is 40 something and Mm -hmm. has never been in a relationship. I mean, I don't even care about marriage, right? There's plenty of 40 something year olds these days that are never been married. But, you know, to never have been in a relationship and you're 40 something and already the way we've seen him treat her Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, yeah, I could see why. You would never really make it far enough into a relationship, you know, because either you would get too annoyed or that girl's going to peace out because she's not going to want to put up with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not great. And I don't want to put everybody who because some people it just doesn't really happen for like and and, but. But I don't know. to me, that's the thing that is kind of more of a red flag. It's like you've never dated. That means you've never even tried. Mm hmm. Right. And which which definitely shows up. I mean, he definitely and we've talked about that a lot, has the dating mentality of like a 19 year old. Yeah. Right? And it's like, yes, I, I, I do remember having many similar discussions and many, you know, fights and disagreements with my with my significant other when I was 19. Right. And it was like, yeah, I was like and neither of us knew how this was supposed to work or the ways to make it work and things like that. But like a little bit of experience and it's like. Oh, yeah, I did that completely wrong. And I was an at because I feel like we were all assholes when we were 19. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. think as many exceptions. Yeah. All right. Speaking of assholes, let's talk about Amanda and Resin. <laughs> oh, I guess a lot of assholes in this 
week's episode, but yeah. uh, Rasmus is sad that they've, they've spent the last week arguing, so he wants to start fresh by taking Amanda to a traditional Romanian restaurant. He says he's really trying his best, but Amanda is already bringing the negativity by saying the place looks scary, and she complains about not being able to read the menu. Rasmus isn't bothered, and he does literal translations of the menu, which just makes Amanda laugh. Amanda says that's what she loves the most about Rasmin is his sense of humor. Rasmin says there is pork brain on the menu, which Amanda politely declines. And when asked what she would do if his mom offered it to her, she said she would still decline. Rasmin tells us his parents are living in Croatia at the moment because his dad works there. He wants to introduce Amanda to his family. And the, uh, the plan is in a couple of days. But in the back of his mind, he's nervous that Amanda will show them that she's difficult and negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rasmin's parents didn't like his ex-wife and it affected their relationship. Amanda asks about his ex and his mom and Rasmin says uh, it's because his ex was controlling that his mom didn't like her. Rasmin thinks that Amanda will do well with his parents because she's Christian, but doesn't think that they will like the possibility of him moving to the U.S., Rasmin tells Amanda that it was always his dream to move to the U.S. And Amanda feels like that's a red flag. Oh, God. I know. What's Rasmin not a says flag? that obviously he would move there for her. Amanda says that it's extra important for her to vet him because it's not just about her, but her two children. Rasmin doesn't think Amanda trusts him. And all he can do is try to prove to her that he really does love her. He feels insecure that he's invested in this relationship and she just seems to always want to argue and he doesn't know what she actually wants from him. Amanda and Rasbin talk the morning after and he tries to assure her, because I think he realized like how bad that sounded, that his intentions are good and he doesn't care about America. Amanda notes that the more time she spends uh, with him, the more concern she has, but she does want to make the relationship work. Rasmin tells Amanda that his friend Deanna has invited them to the pool and he thinks it would be a good chance for her to meet some of his friends. He's hoping Deanna will make a good impression on behalf of him. Amanda's feeling insecure because his friends are all dressed in thong bikinis and she's on her period so she's just wearing shorts and a tank. Amanda and Rasvin talk briefly about meeting his parents in a few days, and Amanda notes that she is nervous that Rasvin will not translate everything that is said if he doesn't like it. Rasmin speaks for Amanda, saying that she's getting used to the city, and then Amanda kind of objects. And Deanna is noticing all the looks Amanda is giving, so she has to speak with her privately. Deanna confronts her about the fighting and asks if Amanda loves him or she's just attached to him. Amanda says that she loves him. Deanna points out the looks and the side eye that Amanda gives, and Deanna thinks that toxic people do that, and they might be in a toxic relationship. Amanda wonders if Deanna has ulterior motives and is wondering why she is so critical of their relationship. Deanna asks her not to play Rasvin because he's been hurt before. And uh, Deanna also thinks that this relationship isn't working. So what did you think about Deanna's assessment of their relationship and like her conclusion that Amanda is toxic and this is a toxic relationship? I mean, I think the word toxic relationship is thrown out uh, a bit too much um, yes. in terms of anything. It's just like any relationship that's not ideal, but like, what's toxic? And it's like, well, let's back up. Like, it's not like the, to the point here, it's not toxic like we had. Like, I feel like, you know, Ed and Liz 
that's toxic. Oh, God, right? yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Anything Angela's involved with, that's oh, toxic. God, yeah. She's a toxic person, right? When there's like, there's literally like abuse and lying and things. And, that, and I don't, it's definitely not to that level. It is not a good no. relationship. And Amanda clearly doesn't like this dude. Like, right. um, like, and I think that's really what Diana was getting around to is like, why are you pretending you like are into this guy or in love with this guy that you clearly can't stand? Like yeah. he clearly annoys the hell out of you with everything he does. Literally every action he takes, you're like, that's a red flag. Oh, he, he, he went to the bathroom first, red flag. Oh, he, uh, he, he, he wore flip flops, red flag. Like everything you say is like the red flag that you're very concerned about. Like you don't like the guy. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially when she said like, um, you know, even though I spend time with him, uh, I, get uh i have more concerns but i really want to make this work and it was just like i laughed like out loud like do you <laughs> do you want to make this work because i feel like it's obvious to everyone else that she doesn't want to make this work and i don't mm-hmm. know if it's really just her demeanor at this point like i don't know but it just it does she just doesn't come off as genuinely into this guy no she doesn't at all no and it's like at and even all. when it's like even when he's trying to reassure her, like, you know, you know, what about moving to the U.S.? He's like, my parents are not going to let me move to the U.S. But, you know, I've, I've wanted to do that for a long time. So that's their problem. They're going to have to deal with it. And she's like, oh, my God, you've always wanted to come to the U.S.? Oh, my yeah. God, I can't believe you didn't tell me that's such a reliable mission. It's like you're just looking for things to be upset about. Yes. Like mm-hmm. you're just on the hunt, on the lookout for any excuse to contribute to you eventually dumping this guy. Right. Yeah. And then saying, well, you know, he lied to me blah, 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 instead of just being like, yeah, I wasn't in the right place. I wasn't into him. That I wasn't into him as much as I thought I was. I wasn't ready to get into a relationship. So it just didn't work out. She can't deal with that. It has to be his fault. Right. It has to no. be. She's it, it, that's kind of awful. Like she doesn't take any ownership on what's going on in her end of the relationship. Yeah, I kind of feel like what would have been the best, and I mean, it's kind of too late for this now, but what would have been the best for Amanda, like dipping her toe back into the dating pool, would have been to date someone local where she literally could have one date with this guy, you know, maybe talk to him for a little bit, see him again, like for an hour, another day, you know, but really spread it out. Like this method of dating is super intense and this is not the way to transition into the dating world again to like basically shack up with your dude who you've never met for two weeks. Like that seems like an awful transition. Awful. Like I feel like the standard is – Especially, obviously, my partner didn't die, but, you know, being newly single is like, all right, let me go on a date. Like right. Like a date. Like, yes. No pressure. Nothing's going to happen. We're just going to go out. I'm going to talk to somebody for a while. We're Maybe if I home. like them, I'll talk to them again. But it's not like this whole, oh, my God, I got to vet them so that way <laughs> I don't ruin my children's lives. Yes. And I'm going to shack up with this person for a two lower weeks. stakes situation where it's not like I have to decide I, I'm going into whatever I'm going into. Right. Being like, I must decide if they can be my children's father. Like, that's yeah. no, that's putting way too much on like the first thing. Like it, you need to take things slow. And like, it's also one of those things, too. You don't want to. I don't know if it's – you also don't want to – like the first person you meet after your like husband or after your ex, you don't want to be like, yep, this is it again. Done. Like right. you, you, you need some people to be like, that was fun. I don't think I'm ready to do anything else more. So right. good luck to you. Like that, that's okay. Like, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like let kind of the physical part develop. Right. Because it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, especially if you're in a situation like this where, you know, like her. I don't know, her late husband, you know, is still on her mind. She can warm up to the physical stuff. It, right. I feel like this is just like thrown her into the middle of it where there's expectations of physical contact with them. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you know, and with that, those expectations become pressure, you know, just to maintain their relationship. And I just I feel like this is the worst situation she could have put herself into if she's just venturing back into the dating world. Oh, yeah. It's just it's a, it's a terrible idea. Um, yeah. uh, it's one one step short of, you know, this person is permanently moving in with us. Like, oh, God, <laughs> right? I know. Right. Um, that we see sometimes in love after lockup. But like. Well, yeah. also Dempsey and Statler. Also Dempsey and Statler. Well. <laughs> That's a difference. That's a little bit of a disintegration because only one of them knows about it so far. Yeah, right. Um, and we'll get to that. But it's like, yeah, it's just, I just, it, it just leaves a terrible taste in my mouth as, as a, she just comes across as so entitled when the yeah. entire relationship is, this is an audition for you to be with me. Right. It, it does come off that way. Like, oh, I'm the prize. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to win me over. And it's like she has no consideration of how she's coming off because it's like you're not winning anyone over. The friends no. are already calling you toxic. You are winning no one over. Right, right. It's 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 not a dating. And that's something you have to get. You have to get over when it's new. Dating is not a who wants to date Amanda game show. Yeah, like it's, right. It's you are involved in a two way relationship here. Yeah. All right. Well, since we mentioned him, let's talk Statler and Dempsey. So things are going pretty well, according to Statler, and after two days in the caravan with Dempsey. I mean, well enough, um, but not so well that she's told Dempsey about her plan to move in (laughs) or showered yet. So now it's the day. It's come too far. It is the day for the first shower, (laughs) which is a big deal because it's a cold shower. So she hasn't been able to, like, get her nerves up enough for the shower. It's like, what point do I stink so bad that the cold shower is worth it? <laughs> so Dempsey doesn't think it's a big deal because she only takes cold showers and she kind of grew up taking cold showers. She's like, whatever. If you can do a cold shower, you can do anything. <laughs> but we pretty much get to see, like, the whole thing. Like, they have cameras on her in the shower with, with you know, nicely placed glass etchings and things. So it involves – there's yelping. There's screaming. And then again, after the shower's over, wondering, how long do I have to go before I have to take a shower again? <laughs> so Dempsey meets her outside the shower to give Stadler a smoothie to, you know, to kind of get her ready for the meeting with dad. So Stadler thinks that Dempsey hasn't told her dad too much about anything. So there may be some rough waters up ahead. So while they're both getting ready, they're doing their makeup in different rooms. Stadler gives Dempsey gives Stadler a briefing about like, Kind of where the dad's coming from, that her last relationship, we use that toxic relationship again, was bad. And dad just doesn't, isn't going to want to see her hurt again. So, and it kind of his dad's strong feelings about the last relationship is a big part of the reason Dempsey hasn't told the dad much about Statler yet. So, we're going to the seaside village of Saltburn by the sea, which is just, and then it, there's this weird part where Dempsey's like, so have you been to the seaside before? And then Dempsey rattles off like 12 seaside villages she's been to in England. She's like, oh, oh yeah, I've been here and here and here. And Dempsey's like, that's a lot of places. So <laughs> she tells Dempsey the last time she was in England with her ex, she was there for like three or four weeks. But again, the connection wasn't anywhere near as strong with that, with that girl as it was with Dempsey. 
So Statler says something in the car ride about like, ah, to be in love, which is like a big thing to hang out there because Dempsey's like, what, what, what's that again? Like, <laughs> as, and it's especially, it, it might be, it's, which is nice to hear, but also a little bit concerning because of Statler's history of getting out over her skis when it comes to relationships. God. So they arrive at the pier and Statler is nervous to the point of feeling nauseous and basically activated her flight or fight, fight response. She's like, I might just run into the ocean. That would, that might be a better solution. So anyway, <laughs> we get to Dempsey's dad and his name is Richard and he, you know, at least greets her warm enough. So this conversation starts awkwardly because Statler's a pretty awkward person, but Richard pretty much like, so you guys going to like, tell me something like, feel like you have something to tell me. Um, and he, he drags it out that they're in a relationship. They've been in for about seven months at a distance and they met on an app. So Richard's like, that's it. Like, I don't get it. Like, that, there's more to it than that, right? And then they talk about it. And Statler's fear the, he's like, you can talk to Statler. Anybody tell me what's going on. So eventually he asks if she's been to England before, which of course is a touchy subject. Do that other trip to England to meet the other English girl that she <laughs> is, you know, upfront about. But Richard tells us in an interview, that he knew Dempsey was talking to an American girl, but didn't know. And the way he put it was, there were sparks in the relationship. So he says he's pretty protective and doesn't want Dempsey to go through a heartbreak like the one before. So Dempsey goes to get everyone food, which leaves Richard and Statler to talk one-on-one. -on -one. So Statler tells him about how the other relationship got torpedoed by her wanting to move too fast and wanting to move in as soon as she got here. And so he's like, so is that your idea now? And she says pretty much, yeah. So now her Dempsey's dad knows before she does. This is just an A plus plan, I think. <laughs> so Dempsey comes back with the most, what they call the most English meal, fish and chips. And Richard thinks there are some alarm bells ringing about how fast things are going. So after dinner, Statler goes to the bathroom, and now that gives uh, him hit some time alone with Dempsey. So he tells her that he's worried that Statler might be rushing things, uh, but doesn't like let her know what he knows. So. But he, his advice is that Dempsey should just let things happen and don't make any rash decisions. And Dempsey seems to think he has a point. So the next day is Valentine's Day and Statler wants to give Dempsey a little something something. Well, in this case, just a foot massage. So <laughs> while she's busy with the foot massage, while she's busy, I mean, Statler says that things really, really she thinks things went really well with dad. And Dempsey's like the ominous, I'm glad you think they went well. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, Ugh. she says the Statler thinks it's the best parent meeting she has ever had. But, um, you know, Dempsey kind of tells us it's not that he, Richard had anything against Statler as a person, but he's concerned with the speed of jumping in of both feet. Um, all on, they kept saying. So Dempsey agrees they should probably slow down. But that's not going to happen because Statler's very excited to actually have a partner for Valentine's Day. And while Dempsey's out at work, she has a lot of uh, plans she wants to put into action. There's like a scavenger hunt with roses and food and uh, you know, fire and s'mores and things. And she, she gets to making a path of flowers and we see her setting everything up. And uh, seems like at the at this surprise at the end is when she's going to be like, surprise, I'm moving in. <laughs> so she's hoping it'll work out because last time this gamble completely backfired. So what do you think this time? Is the gamble going to completely backfire? Yeah, I do. Um. I what I thought was such a great piece of advice that Richard said specifically is don't let Statler pressure you to like move this relationship faster than you want. 
Yes. And I thought that was really great advice. And I don't think Dempsey is ready for Statler to move in. And so she's going to hopefully remember her dad said that specifically because she's going to feel the pressure of Statler wants to move this along. She's the Mm -hmm. one who wants to move in. How do I feel about it? And I think if she takes a step back, She'll realize that, yeah, she wants to continue this relationship. I don't, you know, I don't think there's any like red flags in their relationship, like how they are together. But I also feel like, you know, Statler trying to push things isn't going to help their relationship either. So, Mm -mm. yeah. 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 I mean, I I definitely don't. It, It just... By pushing things, it just adds an extra level of stress to the to our already stressful and weird time. Like the relationship is new and so it's fragile, right? Yes. And to be like it, – it just – it literally seems like jumping on thin ice then, right? Like Right. Well, just, the other thing too is I am shocked that Statler – but actually not really just because she is a little awkward – is like admitting to dad that yeah. one of the – catalyst for her wanting to move in is oh my lease is up in a month it's like that doesn't you know you're not saying like i really love this woman i can't be apart from her i really just want to move here she's like like, oh well this is a matter of logistics and convenience like you know my lease is up in a month i might as well move here it just i mean it's just the whole the whole process is just bonkers to be like I think I want to move in with this. Hey, hey, I think I want to move in with this person I've never met in person is already bonkers. Right. Yeah. This person doesn't know that is it's just a whole other level. And I have no backup plan is just and the whole thing, especially when you add on top of that, all those nuts as that is. Oh, yeah, I tried this before and it didn't work. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, if I was dad, I would be like, this is a huge red flag. So I am happy i guess uh satisfied with the fact that richard gave some pretty sound advice that was like ignoring all these nutso things because i feel like most parents would be like this bitch is crazy like get out yeah well i think and and we don't know much about dempsey but i could see that that as a i know as a parent sometimes if you do that you're gonna get don't tell me what to do i'm doing my own person you're gonna get like a stubborn like refusal but if you're just like be yourself. Like, yeah. don't let them rush you. Like, right. Don't right. let them take control of everything. And you're like, okay, well, that seems like advice and not like telling me what to do. I don't like this person. Like, I feel like there's no way to ensure that the relationship with the person you don't – your daughter as a partner you don't like. There's nothing yeah. that will ensure that relationship will last longer than being like, I don't like this person. You need to break up with them. Right, right. Her dad doesn't really seem the type either. I I kind of picture them as like a band of hippies in a way, you know, with their traveling caravan lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, and and so yeah, it's 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 good advice, and I mean, but the thing is, and that's what's concerning about what's going to happen next week when she asks, or next time we see them, is that like Dempsey is very much like, yeah, I think he's right. This is moving too fast. Yeah, like, and then, and that's before this, you know. She's just going to – Statler's plan to slam on the accelerator when Dempsey's like, we're already going too fast. Right. Well, let's talk about a couple that's taking it a little slower and that's Christian and Cleo. So Cleo is having tea with her friend Jane to help process her visit with Christian. She tells Jane that things started kind of rocky, but after last night, she feels like things are moving in the right direction. 
Cleo is very happy about the video game date. And then she recaps the awkward conversation about the two of them saying they would never make the first move. But then she spills the real tea. After the lights were out, Christian made the first move by kissing Cleo's cheek, which eventually led to sex. Cleo said it was romantic and passionate. She says that the attraction was definitely there. Cleo is still feeling a little insecure about not having all the transition surgeries, but she said that last night was so nice that she feels more assured about her relationship with Christian. Back at the flat, Christian is trying not to burn down the kitchen as he's making some eggs. He tells production that he ended up making the first move, but he was pretty clear they did not have sex. He said instead that they hit a double in baseball terms, which I think we've talked about before. Like some people don't have the no, right there's understanding. Very, there's very different interpretations. Yeah, but of I, what the I, bases I mean think that's point. handsy, all yes. hands on deck kind of situation. Yeah, I, yeah. I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jane, uh, Jane's take was that Christian was concerned with having a sexual relationship with a trans woman, and she also felt it was hard to believe that Christian claimed he never makes the first move. Jane just warns Cleo to be careful with Christian. But then later, Jane meets up with Cleo again because Cleo is just very upset. Jane hugs her as Cleo cries. Cleo and Christian had gotten into an argument, and Cleo is questioning who Christian really is. Cleo tells Jane that Christian and Cleo had a conversation about how they were going to be transparent with production about the fact that they had had sex. She then gets a message from Christian telling her that he told production they didn't have sex and just went to second base. So now Cleo's confused and she feels manipulated. Christian then says he lied to protect her, but Cleo and Jane both feel it's really to protect himself. Cleo thinks that he doesn't want people to know that he had sex with a trans woman and deal with the backlash. Cleo doesn't want to be anyone's secret lover. Cleo thinks that Christian is insecure about what other people think, and Cleo is hurt and thought they were past all of that. All right, so why do you think that they had agreed to be transparent and then Christian went off and did his own thing? Because he must have known that Cleo was going to be transparent if that's what they agreed on. So now it just looks extra bad that they now have conflicting stories. Yeah, I mean, I I think and and I I really don't know everything that happened in this transparency conversation. Right. Because I tend to in my goings and comings and readings and things and that tend to think that when you ask someone did you have sex, mm-hmm. that straight males have the narrowest definition of what counts as sex, right? <laughs> okay. And it's like, if it wasn't penetration, it wasn't sex, okay. right? And not oral. That doesn't count either. Like if it, it needs to be penetration or it wasn't sex. Whereas like most other people are like, if somebody got off, that was sex. Like done, right? Okay. Um, and so I I would could totally envision a scenario where whatever they did – one person was like, yeah, that was second base. And the other person was like, that was sex, right? Mm. Especially the straight male saying that that was second base. Like we talked about all hands on deck, right? Yeah. And being like, well, that wasn't sex. That was hands on deck. That's a different thing, right? So being – so I'm curious about what happened to this trans, transparent because in his mind, I could see him being like, I was transparent. That's what happened. We went to second base, right? Uh-huh. And her being like, no, that was sex and like that would think. So 
whether they like actually defined in this conversation what it was, what they did counted as, you know, and that just was like, so we're going to tell everybody what we did, right? Then I don't know which I, I was. We weren't there for that conversation enough for me to know whether it was just a misunderstanding or whether he was actively being deceptive because it's one of those two things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. And I was a little concerned too, because Cleo had mentioned that she hadn't finished all her transition surgeries or there were still some procedures that she wanted to get done. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't sure what that was exactly because I, you know, had missed the first few episodes that they were on. Um, Oh yeah. So in the first few that she has, not had either top or bottom surgery. Now, when you have when she's been on hormones yes. for a long time, which means you know that like the things on top are usually developing, right? Yeah. But in that case, she's she hasn't had bottom surgery. Okay. Right? So she has still has you know she still has a penis like and okay. so and so that's um and so that's kind of been like Christian's hang up. It seems like the whole time he's uh-huh. like, yeah, I'm attracted to you as a person of being, but I don't know if when we get when, you know, the clothes come off, if I'm going to be comfortable doing those, like, doing things. Um, And that's always been his thing. And I definitely, and that's good wrong. The way he kind of presents himself definitely seems like there's some sort of internalized homophobia going on. Like, you know, like, and so I don't want to discount that either. Like that he's like, kind of, you know, did whatever he did last night. And now the next day in front of production doesn't want to be like, is like, I don't want to. Oh, I'm afraid of sounding too gay, you know, like that, that wouldn't surprise me either if that's, if that's what's going down. Okay. That's helpful to remember because I did not realize that she didn't have bottom surgery. I kind of Mm -hmm. thought, you know, cause she said not all the surgery. So I was like, oh, well maybe she got top or maybe she got bottom and didn't get top, you know? And Mm -hmm. so maybe she wasn't feeling like super comfortable, uh, you know? So, yeah, so I didn't remember. And so that's kind of helpful because, yeah, it would be interesting. What would she consider sex versus what would he consider sex if she doesn't have a vagina? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely and, and you know, I, I to everybody, you know, to each their own, like, but it's all good and it's all fine in terms of what people consider things. But that's de- right. generally, generally seems to be a lot of people. And if it's like, well, yeah, we got, they were, you know, the pants came off and hands were involved and people yeah. finished that sex done. Right. Right. And, and right. Him being like, was it though? That was, was it, you know? Yeah. But I could also see that if there was penetration, right, and, you know, then Cleo, I can understand from her point of view, like, that was very clearly sex. There's nothing more we could have done. Yes, that's you know? also true. Yes, yes. And then why are you <laughs> saying that we didn't have sex? Because, like, really, right. what more is there? Second base yes. of that, two right. bases? <laughs> it's cricket. I'm not there in England. <laughs> yeah, you have two out of two bases. We're done. <laughs> Yeah, and that's true too. I said, I said, what went on in the conversation? We also don't want to know what went on that night because there yeah. very well could have been things that went on that were unmistakably, by everyone's definition, right. definitely sex. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, and then, yeah, and then for him to be like, oh no, no, we kind of got to second base, then that's a different thing, right? Um, completely. So it, it it doesn't look good for Christian um, no. because it never does look good for Christian <laughs> no. because of his kind of waffling and flip flopping and 
we us kind of knowing that he seems to be embarrassed by yeah. everything that's going on. And especially yeah. like and especially because what we saw last time, the friend being like even Cleo's friend, we saw him say, him say, I usually don't make the first move. And his friend is like, that doesn't Yeah, right. Well, we all called that. We're like, nah, liar. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, things are not looking great for Christian. And no. I guess we'll get his side of the story next time, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be better. <laughs> better. No, I mean, to to also come up with the I did it to protect you. Get out of here. Yeah. And she's like, well, how that's a, and, and that she's doesn't right. Make any that sense. makes no sense. That makes no sense because you knew that I was going to say what we did on camera. Right. Right. So now you're just making her look out, out to be a liar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No sense. And that's part of it too. Is like that excuse does not make any sense no. because he also didn't be like, I told that that's what we did. He didn't say that. Right. He said, well, yeah, I didn't want to make you look like so. Yeah. Yeah. So backing off of maybe, maybe backing off of my first defense, it seems less <laughs> defensible now. All right. So speaking of things that are less defensible, also showing everything in Gino and Jasmine scenes oh, is God. not defensible. It was a lot. Hearing what we heard, yeah. I'm just yes. like, oh, God. All right. So Gino and Jasmine have their luggage packed. and They're on their way to build some more good memories like the uh, counselor said. So together, they're going together to uh, Boquette, which is in western Panama. And they're cutting it close to make their flight when they're leaving. And Jasmine blames the giant plate of bean nachos that Gino oh, ordered last night, even though she told him not to. Um, and <laughs> they were beans that were, as Jasmine put it, beans for real men. So it's probably <laughs> okay. Although she's giving him a hard time, it seemed okay because Gino's kind of giggling through the whole thing and admits it might have been a delicious mistake. <laughs> so once they get to the airport... She tells us about Bouquet, how it's in the mountains, and it's also close to the place where Gino proposed, which, if I'm not mistaken, is also the place where she found out about the revenge porn. So I don't know why that's, that's what I and also where the toothbrush got thrown off the side of a cliff or something. Yeah, yeah it was like yeah. not good memories, I didn't think. No, so anyway, I don't think so either. The plane there is pretty, it's a pretty small turboprop and they get there and they get in the car and they get to where they're staying. And in the car, they talk about... Uh, Things, foot massages, diarrhea, just all the things you want to hear about. So Gino says that he wants to make sure that this is a special night. So already where I'm kind of assuming that this is going to be uh, number eight tonight. Um, and we skip forward a bit to see them both in bathrobes and opening a bottle of wine to get romantic. <sighs> and then things happen. Jasmine wants to say she says she wants to show him something. So she leaves the room and comes back like with a towel on and. She wants. Cece says she wants to take things to the, to the next level for them, and she's crossing her fingers that it'll get a positive reaction. So she comes back with like a towel wrapped around her, but also has like knee-high boots on, and like she makes him unwrap her present, which is her, and she's wearing some lingerie, and it gets worse because that's not the only gift. There's also handcuffs, and a whip, and a ball gag oh, that God. we have to see them use. Um, oh, so he lays along gets the whip he calls her a bad girl it's like oh my god this jasmine however to her credit really seems to be enjoying herself because she didn't anticipate gino playing along so much and so like enthusiastically um so she feels really really good really really desired and then they skip to the next scene which i thought was gonna be not as bad but that that was when we got the um worst visuals like oh god 
So she was happy about how last night went because it was literally the first time he ever got off with her. Yeah. Um, so she was very happy about it. She said they did some crazy things last night, <sighs> including a golden shower. Oh, God. Which was her onto him. And no. I don't think we need to talk about that anymore. Uh. <laughs> so they have a they have an activity for the day, though. We're going to go horseback riding through the wilderness. And it's a first for both of them riding horses. But Gino is a very confident feeling after last night. And we get lots of shots of Gino looking and sounding like a huge dweeb riding the horse before <laughs> they get to a stopping point where Gino takes a picture. So he asks her and she picks pictures, too. He's like, hey, can you send those pictures to me? I want to send them to my family. And this is where things get sore. I thought it was going to be because like, oh, you want me to send you pictures so you could send it to your bitch ex? I thought it was going to be that. Yes, I honestly <laughs> thought that too. Like, yeah. But it was not that. It was like, your family? Mm, I think they are too much involved in your business. Like, she doesn't want the family to be involved in their lives when they come to the U.S. And then she brings up, again, not sending pictures to the ex, but when his cousin was mean to her on social media. You basically called her gold digger and a sugar baby. But Gino thinks that that's not fair. That guy, that cousin named Dana is kind of a dick and you're holding the whole family responsible for him. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but, so things are going to get better with everybody else. But maybe we can, you know, sort this out by video chatting with Dana this weekend. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. It was definitely something. There was also the implication that he's going to be a huge dick when you do that. Yeah. So she agrees. And Gino is hoping things go well instead of blowing up. That doesn't seem likely, though, because, again, we've implied heavily that this Dana cousin is an asshole. Right. And she's like, if they do the smallest thing to make me feel uncomfortable, I'm going to react. So that seems like it's going to be fireworks. Um, so what on earth on this good memory vacation they're having? Oh, God. Why on earth would that be the time to – video call his asshole cousin i don't know because they're really really playing into production just in general yeah um okay let's back up uh <laughs> i don't want to harp on it too much like they're sexy times but honestly like this like this episode is the first time it really looks like they've been enjoying each other's company yes and it does. i was just no, like okay they, maybe they there both- is love yeah. here uh you know because pretty much up until this episode i'm like gino like looks like he hates her you know and she just seems annoyed with him and like fed up and this episode they were playful i was shocked at how much gino was getting into everything but mm-hmm. i think it kind of makes sense after the golden shower like story like gino's a freak and he just feels like he couldn't let his freak flag fly and so that is what maybe was lacking in their sex life and now that she's kind of opened the door it's like he's on board and now they're all happy yeah i mean i think it took him a while to get over showing his freak flag on tv yeah um i think was i think was a big was a a bigger part of it sure but it's like because because at the end of the day yes i don't care who you are i don't care how sexy you are Mm-hmm. If you're having fun, sexy times with your partner, to an observer, it's very cringy. <laughs> yeah. like, it, and that's like everybody. There's like a very small, small percentage of people that like look good doing it and like look good during foreplay and all that. And they're, they, we all know what their occupation is. They do that professionally. 
Oh, my gosh. Well, I can say that when she asked him what was under his robe, I literally started choking on my water when I was (laughs) watching it. So, I mean, and that's pretty like you know pg-13 stuff but i was like oh god (laughs) like yeah i don't i don't need to see that from other people but to your point they both seem to be enjoying it like yeah especially especially when it's those kind of things when you're not it's not super serious Mm -hmm. it's very playful yeah yes like playful foreplay looks lame to everyone who's not involved. that's and that's okay Um, yeah and like and so yeah but you're right it's like Whatever was going on on the screen, however much of it I wanted or did not want to see, mostly did not. Yeah. They did seem to be enjoying it. Both of them seemed to be very much enjoying it. Yeah. It was funny because she talked about like, oh, we need to take it to the next level. And my first thought is you should probably master the level you're on first (laughs) before trying to take it to the next level. But I mean, maybe that wasn't the best phrasing for it, but she was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. We need to shake things up. Is what they needed to do, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the next level. Because right. Yes, the next level made it sound like I don't know, man. You couldn't even make it. Your Tetris thing topped out all the way to the top of the screen, and you're like, <laughs> let's move up a couple levels. It's like I don't think that's gonna work. Like, yeah, let's make this go levels. faster and start <laughs> higher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's not really the best plan. But yes, if I was like, we need to shake it up and try something different because what we've been doing isn't working. Right. Yes. Mix things up, you know, bring something new in. That seems that's all good. And like I said, very good. I don't know. I, it's it's funny just because I don't. I mean, I guess it's the money, but I don't know how he is so OK. Forget the forget the sex scenes like the horse scenes like the he is the <laughs> biggest dweeb on the planet he's i just don't think like, he gets it that he's yeah. like that goofy oh, yeah. looking though you know this horse one year i hope i can get on the horse over stairs okay hey like <laughs> shut up oh my <laughs> gosh i love how he just like spits out the guava like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh yeah always like a tree's over there that's in the lovely <laughs> just like, yeah well, and also they're talking about, oh, like, you know, riding a horse is so sexy. I'm like, I don't think the goal is to be sexy on a horse. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I haven't I've, I've never spent a significant amount of time riding horses, but I've, I've ridden bikes enough to know to feel like I feel like if I'm on the horse and I'm sitting on the saddle and it's bouncing up and down a lot. I don't think there's going to be much feeling in the part no. that needs to be feeling for it to oh, be sexy. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you're smashing all your parts. It's yeah, not that's sexy. Saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not. You know, no, definitely not. All right. So uh, we did not hear from a couple, uh, Riley and Tiffany mm-hmm. and Sheila and David. Um, and it looks like Sheila and David might be back next week with a different storyline. So I'm kind mm-hmm. of happy about that. Yeah. Well, it's 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 Riley and Violet. You said Riley and Tiffany, oh. which Riley maybe Tiffany. Tiffany was his friend. Oh, oh, right, right. Riley and Violet. You're right. I was like, what? Where did I get that name from? Um, okay. So uh, out of the group we saw this week, who was your student of the week? Um, I am going to say, who was I going to say? I'm going to say Dempsey. I said like, Dempsey as well. Like yep. definitely the right idea of, of, of seeing this is going too fast, taking advice when it's given to you. Yes. And, you know, good, meaningful advice and, and kind of saying like, yeah, I think this might be, this is fun, but it might be a little much right now. Maybe right. we should pump the brakes. 
So I think that's the right the right move for this yes. situation. Very reasonable about accepting advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about your dunce? I'm going to say Amanda. Okay. Just like for Fair. denying the truth, like denying what's obvious. And also like, don't judge this woman. She's in her own pool wearing her own bathing suit. Right. And like. At her own pool party. You're the one who came in weird to a pool party without a bathing suit on. Don't be like, yeah. oh, my God, this woman is here in her bikini and I can't believe it. Like, whatever, man. Like, let it go. Yeah. Just, she's judged. She's she so must judgy. have ulterior motives. She's trying to get my man. It's yeah. like mm. ulterior motives. Like, I want to go swimming and look hot at my pool party. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually really liked Dan. I thought she was very, like, uh, straightforward. I don't mm-hmm. I think toxic might have maybe it's a translation thing, but yeah. Uh, I went with Christian. I mean, I feel like Christian is like a candidate every week. But I mean, to lie or to be involved in this weird conspiracy is just a bad look. Also, he's upset his partner. So stupid as well. Yeah. And I kind of go my so my life lesson goes a little bit. It was really more aimed at Nicola. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but we see it from kind of Christian like. The point of a conversation, which you're having with your partner, isn't to end the conversation as quickly as possible <laughs> so yeah. you can move on. So you, it's not an effective conversation if you either, you know, say whatever you whatever it is you need to say to get them to be to stop talking. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah fine. I'll change. I'll, that was my behavior. Right. I'm done. Or to you know come to some sort of agreement, aka with with Christian, like and just be like. Yeah, but then later I decided not to do the thing that we had discussed because reasons. Like, then what is the point of having a conversation? Yeah. Uh, my life lesson also aimed towards Christian and Cleo. Uh, don't go on a reality show if you want to be discreet about your sex life. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. No. And I mean, Gino and Jasmine, perfect example. They don't give a shit about being discreet about their sex life, right? They are in the perfect space for their yes, public sure. displays of affection whereas yeah. christian and cleo wrong show for you i mean i definitely think there's a lot of complex feelings going on with but he just sure with christian but he just and that's part of what drives people so nuts yeah somebody who look at me look at how progressive i am i'm dating a trans woman aren't, aren't i like a you know modern man and then when it actually comes to doing stuff you're like um i don't maybe we just didn't and like and then just like oh okay so you just so it feels like he's putting on a a false face yeah well i mean i kind of got that from christian anyway like cleo isn't wrong when she says that you know christian cares too much what other people think he absolutely Mm -hmm. does he like exists for the approval of other people yeah and I, i just i also think that I would be worried not that he's going to back out of the relationship with me because mm-hmm. if he cares about other people think because that is a concern. I would be more concerned that he's in the relationship with me because yeah. he cares about what other people think. Yeah. Right. And wants to come across a certain way until it didn't hit like he thought it was going to hit. And all of a sudden it's like maybe uh, like eh, and then we're where we are. Yeah. All right. So uh, did you watch the other way last week? Uh, I did did watch the other way and the head to toe sleeping <laughs> oh god <laughs> mary and brandon was very it was also kind of lame how he was like brandon as he gets there the grandparents are like okay you guys can sleep in the same bed that just grandparents do not know how sex like gets started but like, you, you can't have unsupervised 
couple in a room in a bed and you're expecting them to refrain from having sex like yeah are you new here like whatever 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 it is she seemed to want to respect that. My, my, I thought the, the kind of lame part in his part was he was like, well, your grandparents said we couldn't have sex. But it basically was like, but how well, about everything job? else? <laughs> yeah, like, and Let so me tell like, you about the basis. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's explain the basis to you. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I just I hate them as a couple. I really do. I and almost hate everybody on that on that season, actually. I don't um, like TJ. I don't like I don't like uh, whatever her. What is her Kate something? Um, oh, and Kimberly and TJ. Kimberly and TJ. I don't like either of them. Okay, like, they are weird. I cannot believe TJ is keeping all this crap a secret about how they're going <laughs> to yes, live until the after that, like, the wedding. Oh, yeah, after the wedding, turns out she's going to do all the chores and she doesn't know it yet. <laughs> right, and it's like, why are you trying to trick this woman into marrying you? First of all, she's American. She has zero issue with getting up and leaving your ass. You yeah, know, it's like for sure. in different cultures, maybe they think of divorce as very like different and they think of marriage as more binding. But if mm-hmm. this girl isn't happy, like – why are you trying to trick and trap her because she's not going to feel trapped she's just going to leave and then you know we got danielle over here not working and manifesting all of her entire lifestyle that's oh my goodness yeah it's just all infuriating right right but yes but i think the couple that i like just hate the most is mary and brandon and i just i don't like them as a couple they're terrible yeah I, I, yeah, they're just it's Brand is just trying to get laid at the end of the day. They're just so young and he just wants to yeah. get laid. And yeah. he, he had to go all the way to the Philippines and marry a girl to get it like. <laughs> yeah, stupid. Yeah. I, I you, The problem, I think, in that couple, though, is Mary. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Like yeah. he is reasonable with his expectations and stuff. She just has off the charts expectations. Like she's for ridiculous. How things are gonna happen. Yep. Yeah. And, but he's too clueless. To ever leave her. So this is a couple that it's like they are the most likely to make it and continue on out of the groups that we've seen. Yeah. Ones that should, for sure. Right. But they really should not be together. Uh, okay. So uh, that covers our at least before the 90 days. Um so we will be back next week uh, with our next episode of Before the 90 Days. We may comment a little bit on what we've seen on the other way. And until then. All right. See everybody then. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.